Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast. This sermon is from the life of the church. For more messages like this, please see our website www.venturechurch.co.za. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, Venture Church. It is great to be with you guys. If only virtually, uh, it is wonderful that no matter what circumstance comes our way, we can still meet as the Church of Christ. Me and Sarah are both sending our love. We are missing you guys lots, and uh, we hopefully will see you all very soon. I have the immense privilege of continuing our series through Colossians. Although the church might not be meeting in person, it doesn't mean that we have to stop preaching the Word of God, meeting with Christ, and uh, sharing everything that uh, God has placed on the heart of our leaders in Venture Church. So this morning, I am going to be preaching out of uh, Colossians 2 verse 8. I'm going to be reading from the NLT for pretty much every verse I use this morning. So the title of my preach is Captive of Christ or Captive of the World? Quite an intimidating title, if, uh, if you ask me. When I, when I think of captive, it, it, it's, a, it's quite a scary word. But uh, we'll get a little bit more into that as we're going along. The beautiful thing about being a captive is that you're wholly given to that person. You're given to the person who has captured you. You've given to them physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, emotionally, every aspect of that you've given. My uh, coming to Jesus, my uh, giving my life to Jesus was actually quite an event. And uh, if you've been a part of the church for a while, you'll know that uh, I gave my life to Christ when I was about 13, 14 years old. Uh, It was at a youth camp led by Dan Barnard and Chantal. And it was, it, was, it was a crazy experience. Um, I was quite a difficult child before I met Jesus. I was quite depressed. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't like my parents. In fact, I thought that they hated me. And because I thought they hated me, I disliked them. And so I took all of this anger and this self-doubt out on them and so you you can ask my mother she loves to tell the story of how difficult of a child I was but I went on this camp not because of anything super crazy I went on this camp because I had a crush on a girl and for 90% of the camp I was reserved and didn't really get involved in it too much And then there was this one activity where we had to go to these different stations and we had to do certain things at these stations. I think one station was drawing prophetically. One station was praying. Um, I can't really remember what all of the stations were, Um, but there was one station which was the station of worship. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've had to kneel down and you've really had to submit yourself to Christ. But uh, when there's no one talking and there's no one that I could focus on outside, I actually had to focus on what the words of the song were saying. 
And so for the first time, I started to make connections with who Jesus was. And I was absolutely overwhelmed with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not just talking like, oh, overwhelmed in the sense of, um, you know, I, I, I shed one tear. No, I was overwhelmed. I was undone because the reality of everything that had been shared with me all my life as to who Christ was all of a sudden rushed back to me. And it was no longer the words of what my parents had said Jesus was. All of a sudden, the reality of who Jesus was started to take over me. And I was not ready for it. I was a sinner filled with sin. I wanted nothing to do with Jesus. And yet Jesus wanted everything to do with me. And so right there, right then, I gave my life to Christ. I was overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. And if you ask anyone who was there, you'll know that I ended up running up a mountain because of the pure joy and overwhelming uh, reality of the fact that Jesus was my Savior and that what everything that he had said before was real. And let me just tell you from that day on, Because of the radical meeting with Jesus, my life was transformed. I had become a captive of Christ. I had given myself over to him wholly with no doubt. Everything within me gave to given to Christ. After that, I didn't become less captivated by Jesus. No, I have been working through my my love and my passion and my captivity towards Christ for all the days after that day that I gave my life to Jesus. I'm 24 years old and I still pray that I have many, many more years to go. And I pray that I have many more encounters with who Jesus is and learn more about who he is because I'm so captivated by who he is. I can't get enough. That's that is what I mean by being a captive of Christ. It's being captivated, so focused, so entrenched in who Jesus is that you give everything, your heart, soul, time, effort, energy, everything. You give it to Christ to pursue him and to know more about him. So enough about that, but let's let's read out of Colossians. So Colossians 2 verse 8, that's the verse that I'm going to be uh, primary uh, focusing my preacher on this morning. And it goes, don't let anyone capture you. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. I love What Paul does here, he doesn't say, don't be captive to Christ. He says, don't be captive to the world. Don't be captive to everything that the world is going to sell you. My first point is, you can only be captive to one. Notice that Paul doesn't say that you can be captive to the world and captive to Christ. No, he's very explicit in saying you can only be captive to one. 
The idea and concept of being a captive sounds scary. You remember when I said that at first? It sounds, uh, it sounds scary. It sounds like something that uh, I have to lock my hands in chains and uh, I have to bend down on my knees and I have to, uh, you know, live in a pen full of mud and in a jailhouse and that's 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 what the world has painted a picture of being a captive being that's a that's a picture of a sinful captive but the 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 captive to Christ brings freedom complete oxymoron captive sounds locked in i can't go anywhere i can't do anything and yet being locked in is what jesus wants because being locked into jesus opens up everything in the world to us and so you can't be serving both the world and jesus you see when i am a captive to christ and my identity is in him all i find is confidence and um, joy and excitement but when i'm a cap when my when i give my identity to the world and i'm a captive to the world what do i face i face depression i face a lack of identity i find that i'm not joyful when i'm a when i give my identity to the world when i'm a captive to the world the world will crush me the world will try and box me in whereas when i'm a captive to christ when i give myself to christ everything opens up in matthew 6 verse 24 and you remember i'm reading from the nlt no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other you will be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve god and be enslaved to money you cannot give yourself to two masters you cannot give yourself to both jesus and the world and you see what people often think is when we give ourselves to jesus we're giving up fun joy life we're giving up things but in truth when we give ourselves to jesus we're gaining everything but when we give ourselves to the world the world will take everything being a captive to the world leaves a hole when you are captivated by the world you will always want more when you're a captive to the world and don't have a godly understanding of sex money love it's it's all distorted all you're going to want is more sex more money more 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 because the hole is never filled Romans 6 verse 20 to 22 says, When you were slaves to sin, you were free from obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do. Things that ended in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do these things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. When we pursue Christ, it leads to freedom. When we pursue the world, it leads to shame. 
We were free from the obligation to do right when we were captives of the world. And what did it lead to? It led to self-hatred. Uh, it led to depression. It led to everything that we as humans describe as bad. And yet, right here, it says when we pursue Christ, when we become captives to him, what does he give us? He gives us. He gives us freedom. He gives us life eternal. Not only does he uh, take away the depression and the self-hatred and the, the loathing and all of the bad stuff, but he gives us joy and he gives us life and he gives us fulfillment. Point number two is being captive of Christ is laying down your old self. You remember when I said that uh, before I got saved, my mother would uh, describe me as quite a difficult child. But you see, when, when I gave myself to Jesus, when he came and he met me in my sin and he saved me out of my life, my whole world transformed. I was no longer Jared, who was self-loathing, who didn't like his parents, who struggled with his identity, I slowly and carefully died to my old self and became new in Christ. And what does that mean? That means that my whole outlook on life and where I was going and what I wanted to do changed. How I behaved changed. My mother will always describe it that when I, when I finally uh, you know, got saved, there was this radical transformation of who I was. All of a sudden, I was helpful in the house. I was helpful towards them. I loved my parents deeply. I wanted to spend time with them. I had lots of questions that my dad was able to patiently work through with me, and my whole life transformed. Even my schoolmates would uh, say to me, Jared, something Something is weird because I had found my identity in being the class clown and all of a sudden I, I didn't seek that affirmation from them anymore and so I was no longer the class clown and so my friend circles started to shift and change and my friends noticed a difference in who I was because I'd become a captive to Christ. I had died to who I was before Christ. I was no longer proud of who I was before before Jesus. Too often, I think we can be proud of who we were before we met Jesus and not focus on how proud we are to now be saved by Jesus. My life is 700 billion times better because I am now saved in Christ. I'm now a captive of Christ and it doesn't just benefit me. My transformation benefited everyone around me because I was filled with Jesus. I became helpful. I was full of confidence. I was filled with Jesus. And so those around me experienced Jesus. Romans 6 verse 4 says this, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. When we are captive to Jesus, He doesn't take away our life. He gives us a new life. 
How wonderful and beautiful is that? In a world where, where if I give my life to the world, what is it going to do? It's going to steal, it's going to destroy, and it's going to crush my life. But when I give my life to Jesus, when I say, Jesus, you are the captive of my life. When I give wholly to him, what does he do? He doesn't crush. He takes away the dead in my life and gives me new life. He gives me something new. The world takes. Jesus gives. I absolutely love talking about Jesus. I never get bored of talking to Jesus. I never get bored about talking about Jesus because Jesus is so captivating that every day I learn something new. Every time I talk about him, revelation washes over me. I'm busy trying to help someone else understand Jesus. And while I'm trying to help someone else understand him, I am understanding him more. Why? Because because of this new life, because I'm captive to him, he washes over me. And because Jesus gives, when I give, he is flowing through me. And so I feel him. And so I learn more about him. All of this is leading to point number three. Life in Jesus brings fulfillment in all areas of life. Philippians 4 verse 11 to 13, and I'm sure many of us know this verse well. Paul, who was radically transformed by Jesus, who gave his life wholly to Jesus, says this. Now, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. When we are given to Christ fully, we can endure and go above and beyond everything. We don't have to just survive. We can thrive. No matter what situation we're put into and no matter where we are, we can thrive because we are captive to Jesus. Jesus takes care of us. Jesus looks after us. We are a servant to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If kings take care of their people, if kings are responsible for making sure their people are fed, how much more will Jesus ensure that we are fed, clothed, look after And not only just to meet a need, but he gives us so much more so that we are fulfilled and content in him. No matter if our stomach is empty 
or full. Whether we have much or we have little, we are content because Jesus is our fulfillment, because Jesus is everything that we need, and because he's a good king, because he's a righteous king, because he's a faithful king, I can rely on him and trust that he will take care of me. Once I'd given my life to Jesus, I no longer had these these selfish desires. In fact, when I was in grade nine, I sat, I still remember this to this day. I sat in English class and my English class, the windows overlooked the field. And I remember sitting, I'd finished all my work and I was sitting for the bell to ring. And I remember sitting there and looking out of the window and thinking, I don't want to be here. What did I mean by that? Well, it wasn't the fact that I hate education. No, it was the fact that I had received a calling from God and I wanted to start doing it right there and then. I no longer wanted to be in school where I thought at that time I couldn't make a difference. And so all I, my heart longed for was to go and do what I had felt Jesus was calling me to. I was so captivated by Christ that he was leading me to do things that I didn't know I wanted to do. My life was radically transformed. And so the way that I thought, the way that I comprehended things changed. I no longer had these selfish desires of earning thousands and thousands and millions and millions of rands. I now had this desire to serve God, to serve his church and to see his church grow. Now, I'm not saying that you, everyone should have the desire to go into full-time ministry. I'm saying that when Jesus captivated me, he captivated every part of my life. When I became a captive to Christ, he captivated my dreams. He captivated my longings. He captivated where I wanted to go. If God, if you are captive to God and he is leading you to start a godly business, Because Lord knows we need more of those. If he's leading you to do that, then do it because he is your captive. He has called you to do that. But if you are wanting to start a business to try and make millions of rands, then that is where the problem lies. Millions of rands isn't bad when it's given to Christ. When Christ is at the head of our business, of our church, and our schools. We often think that uh, God is scared of those types of things. But when we look at the time of Solomon, of David, there was prosperity. There was great wealth amongst the people. When we are captivated by Jesus, he is able to absolutely transform everything that we're doing in both the business world, the school world, and the church world. Jesus takes those lines that we've chopped those things into blocks and he blurs them because they're all a part of his kingdom. Being captive to Jesus means every part of my life, work, school, studies, 
whatever, gym. <laughs> Every part of our life becomes his. And he's a good and faithful God who will nurture it. Leah just preached about this last week. He will nurture it to grow beyond what we can comprehend. When we are captivated by Jesus, he transforms our lives. He transforms the way that we think. He transforms the way that we act. If you find that you don't feel these things, you don't feel fulfilled, you don't feel happy all the time, I have to ask, are you captivated by the world or are you captivated by Christ? When we are captivated by Jesus, we are given wholly to him. And so we can't be captive to the world. When I'm given wholly to Jesus, there is nothing left for me to give to the world. When I'm given to Jesus, when I am his captive, he gives me new glasses to see the world in a new light. A part of the world, no, sorry, in the world, but not a part of it. We are a part of the kingdom of God. We are a part of the kingdom of Jesus. And because we're a part of his kingdom, our job is to bring his kingdom into this world. Our job as captives of people who are captivated and who are captives to Christ. Our job is to bring his kingdom to this world. Our job is to show people that when you are captive to the world, there is death, destruction, sadness, depression, um, emptiness. That is what we are here to do. We are here to show the world that when we are captive to Christ, we live a fuller life than anyone who is captivated by the world. When Jesus flows through us, Jesus can't be contained by us. When we give ourselves to him, he can't be held exclusively inside of us. He's too big, too glorious, too overflowing to be held with inside of us. And so when we are fully given to him, when we give ourselves and are captivated by him, he can't help but overflow into everything that we do. He can't stay inside of us because there's so much of him. There's so much of him inside of us that he flows out. And so when we are captivated by Jesus, when I gave my life to him, it didn't just benefit me. It benefited everyone around me, saved and unsaved. When Jesus is inside of me, when I am captivated by him, when I am overwhelmed by him, others will feel his love. I, I, almost, I see it almost like a force field, but in, instead of a force field that pushes people away, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Star Wars episode one, but uh, the Gungans put up a force field but you see this force field, it's protective against bullets. It's protective against uh, arrows of the enemy. It's protective against the lasers being shot. 
But the second the droids manage to walk through, it's easy to walk through. And I almost see that as the love of Jesus. It protects us from the attacks of the enemy, but it is still able to allow people in to show the love of Jesus. When you're inside of that bubble, you know you're protected. You can't help but know that you're protected. Because you're inside the thing that's busy deflecting the bullets being shot at you. Jesus is overwhelming. He is amazing. He's incredible. He's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He is everything we could ever want, everything we could ever need. I can't do anything but be captivated by Him. I can't comprehend a life where I'm not captivated by Jesus. When I am captivated by Jesus, I have the belief to dare. When he is in me and I am given to him, I can't help but dare to do more than what he did here on earth. And so I, I want to end this morning just asking, are you a captive to Christ or are you a captive to the world? Because you can't be both. If you think you're both, you're on one side. And I'm sorry, but it's not the side that Jesus is on. You cannot be captive to both. You are either captivated by the world or captivated by Jesus. The world will cause fear, destruction, uh, depression, emptiness. But Jesus brings life. He brings growth. He brings fulfillment. He brings a desire to see others, be, to see others come to know him. My belief today, this year, is to know Jesus more, to make him known. And as I know him more, I know that my force field bubble that allows people to experience Jesus but still protects me will grow bigger. My belief today is I want to see people saved. I want to see people come to know this loving, saving grace of who Jesus is. And how do I accomplish that? I accomplish that by being a captive to Jesus. So I challenge you this morning. If you're struggling, if you are genuinely struggling with uh, loving Jesus, with loving his church, with, with joy, with excitement, especially in a time when there is so much fear, if you are struggling with fear, can I, can I say to you that you might, might be giving in to being a captive of the world. This isn't a condemnation to you we can easily slip back into being a captive of the world because of our sinful nature. But when we give ourselves to Jesus daily, 
I promise you that you'll continue to be a captive of him. And so if you're struggling this morning, I want to just pray with you. I want to pray over you. I want to pray with you and say that Jesus is here. He is coming back. He is a part of our lives. The Holy Spirit can begin to work through your life now. He can create a radical transformation within you sitting right there in your living room or wherever you are. He could change who you are right now. He can create a radical transformation. So I want to pray with you and then uh, I'll hand back over to Francis. So dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for every single person who watches this video, whether you're watching this live or you're watching this later uh, or you're watching this in six years. I don't know. Lord, no matter when you are watching this, Lord, I pray that you will touch the individual on the other side of this screen, Lord. That you will meet with them where they are right now. Lord, that you will comfort them that you will overwhelm them with your love. Lord, if they are captivated by the world, I pray that you, you start to, and it, it's going to be uncomfortable, but I pray that you start to rip away those ties in the world and give new life, give new opportunities, give new opportunities for growth, fulfillment, and life, life eternal, Lord. Thank you that in you we get so much more than we could have ever gotten being a slave to the world. Thank you that because of who you are, I can trust you. Because of who you are, I know that every single day I can come to you and ask afresh that you captivate me, Lord. That you don't get tired of, of, of meeting with me, of, of recapturing me, Lord. So I pray this morning, if, if that's you this morning, if you are feeling, uh, uh, if you feel like you are a captive of this world, I'm just going to ask you where you are to just close your eyes, to focus on Jesus. It took but a moment for me to listen to the words of the song and be captivated by who Jesus was. It can take but a moment for you to focus back on Jesus and for him to bring wholeness, life, freshness. And so, Lord, I pray that over the person who is responding to you right now. Lord, I pray that you break into their life, that you break into their circumstances. Lord, I, I thank you for everything that you are doing and you are going to do. Thank you that you are not afraid of the circumstances surrounding us, but you are like that force field that protects us and brings those we need in. Thank you that you are a good, good father. You are a good, good king. And because you are good, we can trust you with everything we have. We can be captivated by you. If you've never given your life to Jesus, I'd like for you to, to just... Uh, Raise your hand. Well, you don't have to raise your hand because we're online, but make a public declaration in some way. Either, yeah, raise your hand or uh, stand up or something, but make a public declaration saying that 
Lord, I want to be changed. So if that's you right now, I'd love to pray with you. And I'd love for you to repeat after me. King Jesus, I've heard about you and I may not have given my life to you. But Jesus, right now, I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior, as the only way to the Father. I accept you as the King of my life. Jesus, I give myself wholly to you and become a captive of Christ. I thank you that you have forgiven me of all of my sins and that you have made me new. If you prayed that prayer this morning, please do not hesitate uh, to contact us um, at admin at adventurechurch.co.za. Get in contact with someone who you know believes in Jesus and let them know. Let's walk this through together because it doesn't end at just giving your life to Jesus. There's so much more he wants to do with you. And so I hope that you were blessed by this morning. Please forgive me if I shouted and got excited. I, I can't help it. I can't help but get excited over this King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So I hope that you have an incredible week going forward and an incredible Sunday going forward. And uh, yeah, we love you all and we'll see you guys when we see you. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that it was a blessing to you. If you want to connect with us further, log on to our website, venturechurch.co.za or connect with us on our various social pages, Instagram and Facebook.